Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston sits down for a conversation with a couple of Heartlight's teens. For the past two decades, Heartlight has become the country's premier residential counseling center and boarding school for struggling teens. Founded in 1998 by Mark Gregston and his wife Jan, Heartlight is a program that not only modifies behavior, but one that seeks to offer a unique transformative journey through a relational experience that offers counseling, small group therapy, academics, and activities. We hope you find encouragement as you listen to these stories today. Abby, thank you for being a part of the program today. Tell, tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you end up coming to Heartlight? Um, what was going on that got you here? Well, I was running away from home, um, sneaking out, partying, hanging like with people. Mm. And then I had really bad anger issues to where I would get violent and stuff like that. Now, why were you so angry? Mainly because I was hurt, you know? Hurt from... Just like my past, because like my dad abandoned me when he was when I was younger. Wow. So. How old were you? Him and my mom got divorced when I was three, and he like was in and out of my life, but like he would only bring me around when he has like his girlfriends over to like impress them. Kind of show you off, kind of here's the new puppy mm-hmm. kind of thing. So what about your mom? Me and my mom were like chill, but like before I got sent here, uh, we had, like, a really up-and-down relationship. Like, we would argue a lot because me and my mom have, like, the same attitude. Yeah, yeah. So how much older is your mom? Is she Was she a young mom when she had yeah, you? Yeah, she had me when she was 16 to 17. Wow, wow. Okay, so who's raising you? My grandparents raised me up to when I was 12 years old. Wow, and then from there, where have you been? I moved in with my mom, but... The thing with moving with my mom didn't work out that good at the time because me and my mom would always get in arguments and she'd, like, send me over to my grandma's house because she couldn't handle me. So, like, I never really, like, officially, like, live there. But, like, I do. Like, I have a bed there and everything, but, like... But your grandparents have been really involved in your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, tell me about them a little bit. My grandma's, like, she's, like, a really loving person and all that, but, like... I kind of, like, get irritated of her because you know how, like, some grandparents are, like, soft and, like, they're, like, a different generation, so they don't really, like, understand some things. Mm. Like, with the, like, wanting to, like, go out all the time and, like, have fun and stuff and, like, like, they're, like, all involved in school. Like, when they're younger, they're, like, all involved in school and, like, school's the main priority, but, like, to me, it's, like, different because school's really hard for me, so I always would, like, skip class and stuff because I thought... It wasn't, like, that important. Yeah, but, but, I mean, your grandparents, I mean, that's two generations away from you. Mm-hmm. That Those are a group of people that grew up in a completely different world than you did. I imagine your grandparents grew up in the 50s or 60s, mm-hmm. you know, way back when, and, and before there were cell phones and before everybody was interacting that way in the social networking deal. And, you know, I, so their idea of parenting is probably a little bit different than what you would like their oh, yeah. idea to be. 
you know. And so the, do you think that every grandparent is kind of like that, though? A little bit in yeah. a way, yeah. yeah. And, I, and I say that because I, I don't mean that to be negative by any means on grandparents, it's, but I think it's helping grandparents, especially if there's any grandparents listening to this program, that that there is a difference and and don't try to say there's not a difference because there is. And once you recognize that there is a difference, then I think that's where some change can happen in a grandparent's life to kind of figure out, okay, how do we do this? Because it is a different di- generation, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so tell me about your granddad. I actually love my grandpa. He's like a really goofy guy. But like <laughs> me and him get along be- better than my, me and my grandma because we're like females, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. We, like, try and, like, pick on each other and stuff. But, like, me and my grandpa get along really well because, like, he's a more, like, empathetic. But, like, my grandpa, like, me and him are closer than, like, anyone else in my family. Wow. Wow. Okay, so if you had to describe their impact that they've had on your life, where would you be if your grandparents weren't involved in your life? Probably on the streets. Honestly, because, like, I'm too much to handle for my mom, especially when she was younger and she didn't, like, really, like, do college when Mm. she had me. So, like, it was kind of a struggle. And I feel like, honestly, she would have, like, maybe, like, given me up because if my grandparents weren't around to take care of me, then I wouldn't, like, you know. Isn't it funny that, that people that you love, like your grandparents, that you find that there's a little difference in the way that you guys think about the world and, and what your involvement yeah. is supposed to be. But you still love them because of what they've done for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about that you'd be on the street if they wouldn't be involved, wow. Yeah. I mean, what a mess that would be. And I've met them, and, and they're just dear people, I think. They they remind me of typical grandparents. And I'm a, mm-hmm. And I'm a grandparent, and I get it. But I don't know why your grandparents just remind me of that. And and they're just something that I go, I, you know, when I've spent time with them, when we were up at a barn here at Heartlight, and we were just sitting there talking, I thought, I just, I just really enjoy them. They're just down-to-earth people. What do you think their, their words or their impact have made on you? Well, my grandpa always constantly reminds me to stay focused on school because before I got sitting here, I was honestly thinking about dropping out and just, like, start working and Mm -hmm. stuff. But my grandpa's, like, keep reminding me, like, finish school, then do whatever you want, just finish school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he's kind of, like, impacted me just, like, as a reminder to, like, do school. Like, don't drop out because, like, I want to be able to say, like, I did it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think I think grandpa's kind of uh, uh, influenced by sharing wisdom and, and grandma's kind of uh, try to help mold your character a little bit. So yeah, she's kind of like my mom. Basically. Yeah, they're always telling you ways to make it better, which is a great thing because you sure wouldn't a grandmother trying to tell you how to do things worse. But I think it's kind of interesting that I think most moms and grandmas are just that way because they want something so good for you. So, yeah. you know, I think that's kind of cool. What do you think you'd be if it wasn't for your grandparents? I mean, when I you say out on the street, but really, what do you think you'd be? Honestly, I don't know. Like, I've never really, like, thought about it like that. Yeah. I think they've had quite a big impact on you. Probably more than you know. Maybe you'll realize. Yeah, it one I don't day. really like 
notice it, but like, you know. That's cool. That's cool. Where do you think you'd be without Heartline? I'd probably be dropped out of school living with like some of my like friends. Mm. I probably would be living like at a trailer house or something right now because my friends are kind of like ghetto. Like they're like they're not like high class or anything. They just like they're like they live like they're grown up in like the hood and stuff. Yeah. So like I don't think that would have been a good life or whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're here, and I'm anxious for you to finish up the program and go Me home too. and get to the next step in life and see what happens. But thank you for being on the program today. You're welcome. Dads, you love your teens, and you're doing everything to show them. But sometimes, it still doesn't feel like enough. You're busy and short on time, sacrificing a lot as it is, but you still feel like you run out of time for what really matters. A Devotional for Dads is the perfect book to help remind dads of life's biggest priorities and help them show their wives and kids how much they really matter. A Devotional for Dads is full of short, poignant, thought-provoking devotionals that give a biblical perspective of who a dad is supposed to be. It's more than just advice. It's a reminder of just how important dad's role really is and how much he matters. Get your copy of A Devotional for Dads at ParentingTeenResources.org, either for yourself or as a gift for the dad in your life who loves and cherishes his kids. Daniel, thanks for coming in, and, and uh, I'm anxious to hear, how did you end up coming to Heartlight in the first place? What was going on at home, and what was spinning around in your life that, that somebody would say, hey, you need to go to Heartlight? Uh, there was a lot happening at home. Like, it ranged from, like, drugs and, like, self-harm to, like, depression and suicidal ideations. And where, do you, where do you think all that started? Um... I'd say that the drugs started whenever I was ninth grade, freshman year. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, I was, like, I was hanging out with one of my friends at a park. Yeah. And, like, one of his friends came the, uh, in his car, and I hopped in the car, and he had, like, a dab pen, like mm-hmm. a cart sitting in the middle console, and asked if I could hit it. And that was the first time I ever got high, and I just, like... I realized that, like, I liked it more than, like, my regular life. Wow. More than the depression? And yeah. Like, like my home life was getting to a point where being high was a better point. Yeah. Better feeling than being at home. Well, and I go, I think a lot of people would probably feel that, don't you? Yeah. That that if, uh, if they're under pressure, they want some relief from that, and so that's kind of an easy escape. Yeah. What was going on at home that was causing it to be so hard? Um, my relationship with my father. Really? Was, it hasn't been good in years. It's been, it's been a lot of verbal uh, arguments and some physical, and it's just... For years, it's been pretty bad. And so, how old were you in ninth grade when everything kind of started? It, drugs started in ninth grade. Everything started going real downhill in about eighth grade. Wow, wow. Do you remember something that kind of set it off? Um, 
there wasn't like any like real thing that kind of set it off. It was more of just like a gradual like drifting away and mm. my parents not like wanting to let me away. And it just caused a lot of conflict and it escalated vastly from there. So then the drug thing starts happening. Did you see other things start to go downhill as well? Oh, yeah. Things went farther down after the drug started. Yeah. Tell me about it. Um, so after I started doing drugs, um, I got caught. I'd say like three months after I first started, I got caught with like a vape, I think. Yeah. And my parents really freaked out about that. And I don't know. My relationship with my parents went down. My school went down. Wow. Just, my life was, it just did completely, just, it just turned around. Wow. It was awful. When you look back at that now, what words would you use to describe that time in your life from the time that you took that first hit to to when you said it just got awful? I'd say that like, I'd say that I kind of like wasted a lot of time. Wow. So, I mean, if you're suicidal and you start doing the drugs, did, I mean, it takes away everything for a little while. Yeah. But then when you kind of, you know, get off your high, did it take you a little bit deeper into those thoughts of well, suicide? That's and, the thing. I got to the point where I was smoking every day, like all day. I would smoke like five times a day. Well, just I just wanted to live high. It got really bad. Like, I would wake up early so that I would have time to smoke before I went to school. And then I would, at school, I would smoke in the middle of the day. Then right as I got home, I would smoke. Then right after dinner, I would smoke. Then right before I went to bed, I would smoke. So, like, so five, it was just constant. Five, it was all the time. Your parents know that? They I mean, do now. Did, did they know that then, that that's I'm, what was going on? I'm sure on? they had an idea, but I would never say it to them, though. Wow. So when you came to Heartlight, I mean, what was that decision like when they said, hey— you're going someplace. Well, they actually didn't tell me. I was transported yeah. whenever I came here. So that was a surprise. Well, so they transport you. Was that hard going from getting high five times a day to now not doing that? It was definitely a transition. Hmm. Definitely. I wouldn't I wouldn't say it was really hard because like it wasn't a choice that I made. It was I just didn't have access to it. But it definitely took some adjusting. Yeah. To living a normal life. Okay, but then did that expose the depression and all that again? Oh. So, I mean, so that rose back to the top? Yeah, it, it definitely did. Wow, and how did you see that happening? Um, I was, when I first got here, I would, I would cut all over my legs, and I would, I would not eat for like a week at a time, and then whenever I would eat, I would just purge wow. immediately, and it I did not have very good times. And around, I'm going to say March, I tried to kill myself, actually, mm -hmm. in New Lodge. And I went to psych for like a week and a half. Wow. Did that help? It helped a little bit, but I didn't, there wasn't like real change till a couple months ago. Yeah. And what happened a couple of months ago that kind of said, okay, I got to do something different? Well, I just I was I was in New Lodge for about five months. Yeah, I just kind of realized that like I've been I was building my third New Lodge. Like I had seen three New Lodges go by, and I was still sitting there. Yeah, and I realized that if I ever wanted to get out of here, I either had to get kicked out and go to another program, or I had to start working to yeah, get yeah. to get out. And so I decided that I 
that I wanted to move up, and I did that. But then as soon as I moved up, I got on another restriction. Wow. And then after I worked that off, I think that's whenever, like, real change started happening and people started noticing it. Yeah. Like, people have, like, people have seen mood change, like, just drastic mood changes. Like, I'm on track to get level four now. Mm. Like, it's just... Even my parents see the difference yeah. in how I was acting to how and I And what do you now. attribute that to? Um, I think that my break, I got a break for the first time a few weeks ago. And I think that definitely definitely helped me get more motivated to come back home. Yeah, yeah. And also getting put on meds for like depression probably helped that a lot too. Well, I mean, because it's evident you've been self-medicating. I mean, it's because you wanted something different. I mean, most people who... Are smoking five times a day. I go. They're they're dealing with something yeah. that they want to get over. Does counseling help? It does. I Who's like your counselor? Thomas. Good guy. Yeah. You know everybody loves him. I love Thomas. Oh, he's... I mean everybody. I I haven't heard one negative thing about him. I know. And he's quiet. Um, he's just a good listener. Yeah. But he doesn't just listen. He has good questions too. Yeah. So get you thinking a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, cool. Okay, so what's the major change that you've seen in you? Um, the major change I've seen in me is probably my willingness to have a relationship with my family. Wow. Because whenever I first got here, I didn't want a relationship with my dad. and I especially didn't want one with my dad, but I was iffy with my mom. Yeah. And now I'm willing to start rebuilding my relationship with my dad. And That's I, cool. I've started having a pretty good relationship with my mom oh, well, in the good. past couple months. Good, good, good. You love your parents? Yeah, I do. You know they love you? Yeah, now I do. Did, did that get lost? Oh. Where you just thought, not. okay, nobody loves anybody here? and Yeah, I didn't think that my parents loved me at all. That just seems so hopeless to me. It was. And, I mean, that just seems so hopeless. And uh, I'm sorry you've had to go through that. Yeah. Do you know what started it? I mean, it, I mean... You get into a car and smoke one time, but the relationship with your parents are already gone down. How How is everything else in your life? Um, well, my parents were very strict and very controlling. Hmm. So they wouldn't really, like, let me out that much. And so, like, I had my friends at school, but if I wanted to see them outside of school, a lot of the time I would have to sneak out because I was usually grounded for yeah. stupid stuff that was my fault. Yeah. And... But I didn't want to accept that at the time. So wow. my life was, I, I completely hid like two or three years of my life from them. Wow. They just didn't know me anymore. It just seems like things have been somewhat of a blur for a number of years. Yeah. It's just wasted time, really. Wow. Well, my prayer for you is that you make the most of your time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and restore those relationships. I know that you've been placed in that family for a reason. Yeah. You know, and and uh, I know you're capable of it. I, everybody's been making comments about the big change that that they see in you, and so I'm glad to hear you talk about it. And uh, of course, I always take pictures, and and I see you goofing off with stuff, yeah. and it's just hilarious to me all the pictures you're in. But I go, there's a there's a good kid underneath all of this, and and you are a good guy, and I, I know you can do it and get on top of all this stuff. So that's cool. Well, thanks for coming in and sharing your story, okay? No problem.
Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.